Have you ever felt like the work you were supposed to love is instead sucking your soul and you aren't making the impact you always dreamed of making? If so, you aren't alone. From broke and underemployed to six figures plus, powered only by daydreams and grit, I realized I was burning out and my values of freedom, purpose, and making an impact were taking the back seat to my wallet. I realized that I needed to build my own field guide to awesome from the inside out. So I gave it all up and I traveled the world to rediscover what was most important to me and create a business that filled my pockets, filled my soul, and allowed me to multiply my impact. But the question is, how will I do it? Join me on my journey and find out as we build our community of experts and share the secrets of success from the inside out. My name is Trina Serechia, and this is the Field Guide to Awesome. Welcome back to the Field Guide to Awesome, folks. In last week's episode, I spoke again with Maria Suzuki, the Con Marie of cooking, and author of the Amazon number one best-selling cookbook, Kitchen Wizard Flexipes. Mari and I spoke about her new YouTube cooking show where she reveals never-before-translated Japanese cooking secrets. It was a powerful episode, folks, so if you missed it, make sure to go back and check it out. But don't go yet, folks. My next guest is Jay Butler. Jay Butler is an award-winning certified professional life coach and business performance consultant, and she helps her clients with system streamlining, wealth consciousness, and hyper-productivity. We talk about being fearless in sales and so much more. Join me in welcoming Jay Butler. Hey, Jay. Thank you so much for coming back. I so enjoyed our conversation last time. And I am excited to talk to you this episode about a couple of topics that I think we are both passionate about. And the first is being fearless in sales. And the second mm. is really committing to solving one solution at a time. So where would you yes. like to start? Definitely fearless and sailing. Definitely. I love that. <laughs> I adore that. So sales for so many entrepreneurs, for coaches, for thought mm -hmm. leaders, can be so full of fear. Yes. It's such a, a big thing. Well, you know, when you think of all of the limiting beliefs that a person can have, okay, when it comes mm -hmm. to selling, when it comes to anything really, limiting beliefs are based in fear at their core. Fear mm -hmm. and protecting ourselves. So tell me, what are your thoughts on being fearless in sales? You know, you said something so key that I want to really delve into protecting yourself. Um, I think many times a lot of people love to be accepted. We love yeses because it makes us comfortable. It makes us feel good. Um, but when we're talking about a no, a rejection of, I don't have it right now. Um, I can't afford that. Um, these are statements that can really deflate a person's ego, if you will. So even with me, um, when I was in my 
this may seem my early to mid twenties, selling was fine. I absolutely adored it. I loved getting on the phone and pounding the phones and see who has, you know, who gives me my yeses. And so as I got older, I started to kind of slow down. I would say, I don't want to hustle for the yes anymore. I just wanted to just, I just want to go to work and go home. And then when I started my business, I started to have these, these same relaxing types of beliefs that come into my business. And I used to say, oh, I'm good. Everybody knows me. I'm fine. I can just sit here and talk and people just flood my, you know, my booking calendar. And for a while it, it worked up until it didn't work anymore. And now I'm sitting here in malgrade depression because I'm getting upset about no one's coming. What's going on? Is this something wrong with me? But the, the mere fact that I allowed myself to sit and have this belief that everybody wants to work with me, which is a belief that I don't have, I shouldn't have to go out and get anybody because I'm Jay. Then this is in my head, this <laughs> ego talking, but <laughs> I'm Jay. And I had to come to grips with the fact as an entrepreneur, if I say that I'm a global coach, if I say all these things, then I have to do the work and let rejection be okay for me. And so I went from taking off the layers of the onion of saying, you know what, I'm just going to go out there and whoever tells me no, fantastic. That's wonderful. In fact, I need a no to give me all the no's today so I can get to the yes. So these are how I, this is how I really kind of reconfigured how I saw selling because selling can definitely be a fear act, but you have to do it. I mean, it just has to be mm -hmm. done. Mm -hmm. It has to be done, not just for your business, but to truly serve the people who were meant to be your clients. Yes. There are people who are not meant to be your clients and you have to sort through mm -hmm. those. But when, when you find that gold, that person who is ready to transform their business, is ready to transform their life, ready to transform whatever challenge that they're facing, mm -hmm. if only they heard from the person who speaks to them. Yes. In their language that knows who they are. And I think when it comes to fear, there's so many things that we do fear as people who are selling coaching selling mm -hmm. services, even selling things. Mm -hmm. And that is dealing with objections. That's a huge fear because in the case of sales, no does not always mean no forever. Right. And if you know for sure that the person that you are talking to is perfect for what you offer is just the right kind of client to get the successes that are possible for them mm -hmm. and you take their first no you're doing them a disservice absolutely 
And it's not forcing them in there. It's saying, hey, how true is that? How true is it? What would the cost be if you waited a year, if you waited for things to feel easy to make this financial investment in yourself? Mm-hmm. What would that mm-hmm. cost be? What would that cost be? And selling, selling, when you break the word down, and I was kind of doing a quick word search. I'm a huge word study person. Mm. Um, even though I definitely know the definition, I like to get to the actual specifics of it. So when I looked up sale, um, it's giving or handing over something in exchange for currency. So in retrospect, from a spiritual standpoint, I am giving someone time back. I am giving someone their life Mm. back in exchange for their trust because currency equals trust. These people trust us enough as coaches to give them help, give them life, help them make more money, help them with their systems, help them with their own clients. How can they better serve? How can they get out of these limiting beliefs? So it's almost as if when you get that first no, so how important is it for you to have time Mm. back? How important is it for you to get your systems right? You just let me know that your systems are giving you a headache. You just told me that you want to make $200,000, $400,000 in a year, and you're barely making profit. What, what did I miss? Mm. Mm. Is it the trust factor? Because it sounds like a lack of trust, which I understand. So tell me about that and break that down. So I think that, that plus, is, that's the issue. Yeah. And you mentioned trust and mm-hmm. it's not just trust in the coach. I think it's it may sometimes also be trust in themselves. Do they believe that the transformation that is entirely possible is something that they will be able to do themselves? Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think trusting is definitely with that. Do, do I trust myself to commit to what she's saying? Yes. Can I commit to this? And some people have so many different things going on that they allow what their current circumstances are giving them. And they only see that rather than I'm in a dimension or I'm in a life that I don't even like. And I'm listening to this person telling me that they can help me get out of a life that I don't like. I'm grateful for because I'm here. But this does this life doesn't bring me joy. So can I commit to dimensionally, as I use, I say in my group, uh, dimensionally relocating to another dimension in my life that's going to give me more time, give me more energy, give me a better health, uh, healthy body, better relationships, X, Y, and Z, whatever that coach specializes in. But can they commit to the travel? Yes. That that comes with. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes. In our last conversation, in, the, in our previous episode together, we spoke about what you 
have believed, thought, felt, and done up until now has gotten you to where you are now. And if you wonder like, well, what does that mean? You know, what does that look like? Look around you right now. Open your eyes. Mm -hmm. Look around where you're sitting, the kinds of clothes that you're wearing, the money that's in your bank account, the state of your business. (laughs) All right. All of your beliefs, thoughts, feelings, and actions have led you here. So why haven't you done something different? And I propose, and it's true for all of us, we can only go as far as we can currently see. And one of the things that I adore about coaching, I get coaching, Jay, I know you get coaching, right? Mm -hmm. And so one of the things that coaches who get coaches know is that you need to believe, think, feel, and do differently to get to that next level in your business. Yes. That's the commitment. I think that that is, I definitely think that with commitment, it does require you to look at your life differently. And it does require you to think of yourself differently. And I think that that is the part where coaching and sales and putting yourself in an uncomfortable uh, stance to do something differently so that you can leave where you are in the mind and go into another frame of mind, which ultimately will manifest if you stay the course, (laughs) if you stay the course and you will be able to have a better human experience. And so I really... And, and Trina, I think this is why we click so well, because we know that our clients desire a much better quality human experience. Yes. I mean, that's just what it really boils down to. People are tired. They're, you know, trying to figure out the bills, rubbing two quarters together, clipping coupons, you know, all these different things. But now it's time to say, I deserve more than this. Why, why am I doing this? Why am I stressing myself out every month? So I think that that is part of that commitment piece that people have some struggles with. Yeah. And, I, you know, I think there is usually I deserve more is on the surface thought. Mm-hmm. But underneath mm-hmm. is that little voice saying, but you've always been poor. And mm-hmm. you don't know how to be rich. And if you were rich, you don't want to be like those other people who don't handle money well, who make (laughs) bad decisions, who look like they're being wasteful. Um, Mm -hmm. And I was speaking to someone over the weekend who brought up those limiting beliefs about money. And they are common. They're common. You know, money doesn't go grow on trees. You know, if I get this money, then <laughs> I have other responsibilities. Life gets more difficult. You know, and how do we change that language? How do we change that language? I think that's um, a bigger co- conversation than I think we have time for right now, but it's transformational vocabulary, which I am passionate about. You know, how do we change the yes. story that we tell ourselves? Mm-hmm. About yes. money, for sure. 
about money, about asking for the sale, being fearless, taking away the fear. And, mm -hmm. you know, I'd like to challenge the word fearless. I'd like to say courageous, being a courageous yes. salesperson, because we are human. We are always going to have fears and ignoring the fear, stuffing them away, I think makes for, uh, it doesn't make the fear go away. The fear is still there, insidious, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you know, playing around, pulling your strings and you try to pretend that things are okay and put up a good front. But when you are courageous, you feel the fear, you do it anyway. Mm -hmm. You feel the fear and you do it anyway. You feel the fear, you do it anyway. You feel less fear because you're seeing more success. Yes. I, I took the time out, Trina. Again, work study, courage. I'm not deterred by any discomfort. Yes. That that selling does for me. It I'm selling is it can be uncomfortable at first, just like going live, mm. you know, on, on social media. It's one of the most gut-wrenching things that people who don't do it on a regular basis or haven't done that they find so much pain and discomfort, but once they get over it, it becomes okay for them. Same thing with selling. Once you get over the, the feeling of the rejection part, it becomes easier to find, especially when you start having some successes, but you can't be deterred. Mm. Can't be this here. I, I adore mm -hmm. this conversation because now <laughs> we've we've sort of moved into expanding your zone of genius. Mm. Moving through leaning into discomfort. Leaning into yes. discomfort expands your zone of genius, expands your comfort zone, makes even more possible. So do it afraid. And early in the beginning of this conversation, we spoke about committing to solving one problem at a time, staying focused, mm -hmm. sticking to one thing at a time. Tell me more about that, Jay. Oh, so we talk about commitment to one focus at a time, to one problem at a time. It kind of took me back into the early stages of my coaching business where I just find, found so much frustration in offering six, seven, 18, $20 products at a time, <laughs> the digital calendars and the worksheets and the eBooks and, you know, having six, seven different programs, coaching programs going on in was finding the hardest time trying to create every other day um, and trying to make money off of that product. And I look back on those times and I was so hard-headed because <laughs> I, I just thought that that was so cool. I just thought that was so cool. But then I started to see the, not only the lack in my, I'm sorry, the lack in my energy by trying to create and keep up but I also saw that basically um, with all of these different things that I was trying to put out there, I began to get very exhausted. 
And when you become exhausted in your business and you're exhausted in your services and your programs, you really are not serving adequately. And you're trying to rely on the same client and customer base that bought from you eons ago. But at the reality, you need to create one signature solution to get people to the next level, especially without a big email list, especially without a big following. What can you do to up-level yourself in a way that is strategic, that is actually monetarily rewarding, but also very solution-based? Because gone are the days, Trina, where it used to be, you know, the dot-com was you know, just starting, YouTube was new, LinkedIn was new. So it was very easy to acquire customers, but now everything's come super niche and you really have to um, understand the marketplace and where we are. So I took that as an opportunity to get out of the rat race of creating all of these cheap digital products. And I you definitely use the word cheap unapologetically and offer a solution that was actually serving on a higher level, which positioned me to be an expert in my field. Yes, I agree. And I think um, we are a match for that too, because mm-hmm. years ago, and you see it now, I mean, the conventional wisdom is you create a funnel And you create a tripwire and then you create a low cost. Then you create a um, group program that is not quite high ticket. (laughs) And then you create your high ticket course and then you create your one-to-one. So it's from least contact to most contact. Yes. And that has been the conventional wisdom for a long time. And here's why it works it's worked for a lot of people, but it's also not worked for a lot more. Just being honest Mm -hmm. there. Um, And I think one of the reasons that I've been drawn to one solution, one offering, one high ticket is because I truly want to offer a solution to the people that I work with. I don't want to offer a Band-Aid I don't want to offer a a freebie that kind of promises that will solve all their problems, but then the freebie lives on their hard drive forever and they never look at it again. Okay, because that is not reaching the people that who are meant to be my clients. And I know that's not me ch- meeting the people who are meant to be your clients. Because our clients are action takers. They're people who commit. And with those low barriers to entry, yes, it's getting your name out there, but there are so many more effective ways of doing that. And I see you Mm -hmm. out there doing it every day, Jay. Uh, I know (laughs) I'm out there every day doing it, showing up, sharing actionable content. And I know that what I do is I'm sharing stuff directly from my coaching program. I'm sharing mm-hmm. information, knowledge, wisdom. There's no cost that my lives, Mm-mm. my Facebook content, those are my freebies. And that's how you get to know me. That's it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, that, that is how I serve. 
Mm-hmm. And I see you doing the same thing, Jay. Mm-hmm. It's how you attract the people. You got to attract them. Um, and, and this is the, the, the part of higher, having a higher level solution comes with a higher level and a commitment to visibility. Yes. Because people, especially with an investment, um, and this is not, um, as you say, like a freebie. This is more so about looking at this higher level solution as more than just, oh, I'm helping you to get to the 10, 15, 20, 25K. I'm actually helping you with a lifestyle shift. Yes. That, that's what I say. I, I tell people like, this is not willy nilly patty caking. We're actually taking you to a new life and a new business model that works specifically for you that you can show up and be the CEO, the president, or whoever you call yourself, the leader in your industry, so that you can go and get the people that you're supposed to serve. That's what this is all about. So you have to show up um, every single day. So tell me a little bit more about your perspective on offering one solution at a time. Oh, goodness. So I really had to come to grips with that for a long time because I didn't want to do that. I felt like I was always abandoning, you know, what if this person needs my help? And maybe I can do a, a, a $300 this or $200 consultation. And I found to, to, to see that even when I used to offer lower costs, the majority, not all, but the majority of the people were not action takers. I think that they more so wanted to touch that energy that I emitted. Um, they wanted, you know, that empowerment because I'm a huge empowerment person. Um, I like to shift people energetically when I speak, but to the solution, I used to see them kind of have a, an encouraging or empowering three, the next three days that they're on live. And then all of a sudden, two weeks later, I'm like, where did they go? And so it wasn't, mm. it, they would divert back to their old ways and divert back to their old problems. And even though they would stick with me and stay a part of the tribe because they love the energy, I did not quite see the majority of the people that I served in that level really experience a shift. Yes. So it's a sacrifice. And I wanted my solution, which is why I decided to just completely forfeit and release all of my old business practices, the, the, all the digital stuff, the court, all, blah, 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 all this other stuff and really focus on what can I craft? And this is why coaching is important. What, what can I craft to be an end-to-end one-stop sh- solution so that my people can actually get coached, get helped and live better, period. Whew. I feel the power and I believe what you're saying. And I agree entirely. I agree Mm -hmm. entirely because we're not after the small momentarily momentary relief. Mm -hmm. We are looking for an entire paradigm shift of your life, of your business, of the people who you're meant to serve, of the family and friends and community that you support. It's, this is not just like, oh, I feel better after listening to Jay or Trina. It's my life has changed. I don't recognize Mm -hmm. who I used to be anymore. Or I think back to who I used to be with compassion. Yes. 
and I see where I am now. And it's so much more than I ever thought was possible. I thought I would make Mm -hmm. an improvement working with Jay. I thought I'd make an improvement working with Trina. But after that experience, so much more was possible. I never would have believed that this was possible for me. And so what else is possible? Continuously reaching for the stars. Into the atmosphere. I, I have a um, kind of a coined icon that I absolutely love. And Trina, you know this for sure. I love rocket ships. Mm-hmm. And I've always been uh, very amazed by outer space. I had a telescope when I was young. My father bought me one and I used to go out in the backyard and I can't believe I didn't major in astrology because I used to always have that <laughs> telescope and looking at the stars. And I just absolutely was just infatuated with space. And so when I when I used to watch TV and they used to release these rocket ships into space or spaceships into space, I loved how it would break that law of gravity into each section of each atmospheric barrier. And I used to be like, that is amazing to me. And it was, it wouldn't go at a slant. It wouldn't go at an angle. It would go straight up. And I just get chilled even now I'm talking about it. And I'm like, that's how life is supposed to be for me. I'm supposed to break laws of, you know, this is what they said I was going to be. And they said I was going to always be poor. And, you know, because I came from a middle-class family and I watched struggle grow up or I lived in the projects or I lived in a, a lesser rich neighborhood or whatever the case may be. And I'm supposed to have this kind of life. But now that I've seen the light, seen the possibilities that I can go into where the stars are, go to where there are other planets and galaxies, I can get in a rocket ship and I can hear the countdown in my head and it's time to go. That's exactly kind of what I want my clients to start thinking about their own lives and your clients too, Trina, that we tell them that you can actually see, if you can see yourself doing it, you can hold it in your hand. Exactly. And when you have that commitment and you Mm -hmm. drop away everything that is holding you to the earth. Yes. Yes. And you know how how those astronauts must be feeling when they're sitting in that seat and it's being launched off. There's no like, oh, wait a minute. I think I left the (laughs) stove on. Maybe I don't want to go. Maybe, I I don't know. This is scary. It's happening. Your shift is happening. (laughs) It's it's going to happen. Yes. So keep going in that direction. (laughs) because there's no turning back at this point there's no turning back you know years ago years ago I remember talking to um to somebody about enlightenment and learning something new and have Mm -hmm. experiencing personal growth and the thing is once you have that epiphany once you have that moment of growth and awakening, you mm-hmm. can't go back. Yeah. Whew. Can't. 
You can't <laughs> go back. You may forget for a second, but you still know. You, you know what you need to do as a being who was put on this earth to be an entrepreneur, to be a coach, to be a person who transforms lives. Never go back. I love that. I, I think that, that is so key. I think that a lot of people, when they wake up, when you get a hit of a new beginning, there is absolutely no return. And that is the commitment means when you're talking about a commitment, that's through the thick and thin. That's mm. through almost the for better or for worse. Like business is like a relationship. It's like a new baby. It's like a new um, member of your family. It, it, it takes a commitment to it. And even when you're offering these solutions or you're crafting the solutions, you are, even as a coach, I have to remain committed to my one solution. Yes. So not only are my clients understanding that their commitment to the solution is vital to their life and their business, but even as a coach, I have decided not to get swayed by the shiny object syndrome, not to be, you know, distracted by my competitors' numbers and their successes, or even some people when I look back, I can't pay attention to all those things. I have to pay attention to the people that I'm serving, which means that if they say they're working with a coach, okay, awesome. It's okay to have more than one coach. But at the same time, is that it, it, in some cases it is. In some cases, not in all cases. Mm-hmm. In some cases it is. It just depends on what type of coach. Um, but if they are experiencing those types of uh, those types of things, then we also, as a coach, have to remain steadfast on what we're doing as yes. well. And I think mm-hmm. one of the beautiful things about focusing on one solution, your one solution, is that it becomes deeper. It becomes a more profound change. It evolves, mm-hmm. not into something entirely mm-hmm. different, but the value deepens. You learn more as a coach, and thus your clients benefit in relation to that one solution. I totally agree. It's, it's, it's definitely, especially when working on one-on-ones on, on most programs is a one-on-one basis. The, the client really gets a chance to get that VIP red carpet experience that this coach is helping me specifically with and tailor-made to what I'm going through. Yes. And I think that's one of the things clients really got to understand that when you get that one-on-one experience, that is gold. It can be gold, especially when you're in those beginning points. Absolutely. I agree entirely. I agree entirely. Jay, it has been an absolute pleasure yet again (laughs) to talk with you. Mm -hmm. Jay, can you remind my audience how they can find you if they want to learn more? Absolutely. Well, you can find me on Instagram and Twitter under the same username, which is I am Jay Butler. That's spelled um, J-A-I Butler. Um, you can also find me on workwithellison.com and that's E-L-O-C-I-N.com. Um, and you can also find me on Facebook 
which is under my legal name, as I kind of joke around, is Jaina, J-A-Y-N-A Butler, B-U-T-L-E-R. And listeners, all of that will be in the show notes. Jay, it has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for coming back. I'm so glad to be here. Thank you, Trina, for the opportunity. Hey, I'm so glad you joined me today. In my next episode, I talk about the three simple ways to increase your emotional intelligence and what this means to your bottom line. It's a powerful episode, folks, so stay tuned. You don't want to miss it. Hey, thanks for listening. I truly hope you got something out of this episode that you can immediately implement in your life or business. If so, one of the easiest ways you can help me and multiply your impact is to please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast and help me reach other heart-centered and socially conscious entrepreneurs like you. I also have a special invitation to share with you. If you are a coach who wants to identify your self-worth, break through limiting beliefs, and overcome energetic blocks to scale to consistent 5K plus months, I invite you to book a call with me. We'll have an intimate conversation about you, your business, and what's holding you back from scaling to consistent 5K plus months in your coaching business. If you still need more help at the end of the call, and it makes sense to both of us, we'll talk about what it would look like to work together. If this sounds good to you, click the Book Trina link in the show notes. Thanks again for listening and stay tuned for next week. And remember, be awesome.